All right, guys, we are now live. What's up, everyone, and welcome to the Xbox Roundtable podcast. This is show number 234. I'm Invader, and hey, you know what? I hope all of you tuning in had a wonderful weekend, uh, whether that be spending time with family, friends, or just getting into a new game, or whatever it may be. I mean, it was a nice weekend where I am, and I hope you guys had a blast. Uh, anyways, we got plenty of things to cover tonight since uh, the gaming industry just never sleeps, never sleeps, never a dull moment. And recently, Ubisoft did a, well, a re-reveal for their pirate game, uh, Skull and Bones. We'll give you our thoughts on this long-awaited title. Also, PlayStation has unveiled their brand new Stars Reward Program. We'll touch on that, plus lots of chatter regarding uh, surrounding this Microsoft and Netflix deal. Could it lead to possibly more things down the road? We will dive into that and more, but before we get to those things, let's introduce everybody on this crazy panel ensemble. Starting off with General MLD. What's up, brother? Hey, yeah, doing pretty good. Uh... Yeah, just uh, hacking away at the old backlog. Right now, I'm on the uh, I'm on some kind of Borderlands fix. Played uh, the pre sequel, finished that. Now I'm on Borderlands two, and then I'll just graduate on to Borderlands three. Then I'll see if uh, Tiny Tina is worth taking the plunge. Uh, has anyone ever has anyone played that? Is it worth it? Uh, I really liked it. Okay. Um, I thought I thought it was uh quite good. I got it when um when it hit Steam. A bunch of my friends got it who are PC players, and so I decided I'd get it with them on Xbox. Because it's crossplay, well, and uh, I had a great time. Nice, good to know. Well, so yeah, that's me, and uh, yeah, looking forward, uh, yeah, to chatting with everybody here. Mm-hmm. Indeed, indeed, MLD. Uh, moving on down here, Tim Dog, buddy. Great to see you as always, my friend. Uh, how's your week been? I've been very good. I've been very busy with a lot of stuff going on in my personal life. Um, good stuff, but uh, overall. Um, just planning on that and uh you know just playing to play some more quarry and playing video games mm. um looks like uh the you know the news will start coming i think soon i know it's been a little down but this is you know it's part of the year and and there's not much going on but uh you know we'll we'll make it work and uh i do think though that you know some news is down is coming soon. Um, as far as just breaks, maybe you know the Activision deal. There was an article on that that was really mm-hmm. good. But um, overall, just uh, happy to be here and uh, you know shoot it up. Mm-hmm. Indeed. And by the way, Tim, like I've been interested in the Quarry. Uh, there's a bit of a sale going on still on Amazon. Is it a game? Like, do you recommend picking that game up? A hundred percent. If you like, if you if you if you can if you have to be a type, if you're a laid back type gamer, uh, it's perfect for you. A lot, there's a lot of uh, you know QTE clickbait, uh, not click click stuff. Um, but the story itself is about a ten, um, and uh, you can replay it over and over. I, if you can get it on sale, I'd highly recommend it. I mean. It's 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 one of my favorite games in a while. Uh, just just I think the the genre itself is going to grow to be even bigger. Not to uh, interrupt, but Xbox just launched its ultimate game sale going till July thirty first, and the Quarry is part of the sale. All right, all right. Yeah, you see, the reason why I'm looking at Amazon is just I, I like to have 
I try to go more physical. Like, I'm still one of those guys. But, no, I mean, it's still... That Xbox Ultimate sale is uh, very tempting, though. You know what? It's, uh... No, lot, lots of good sales there. Yeah, including the quarry. So... Um, do you have targets in Canada? Uh, they didn't last too long here, actually. <laughs> it's, also, it's also on sale at Target right now, which is funny. All right. All right. Good to know. Yeah, it's probably on sale at Walmart or something. Uh but it just it's been on my radar for a while so that's why i ask but everybody seems to really like it so it gives me um friday the 13th vibes so i definitely want to check it out camp crystal lakey you know that kind of thing uh moving on down here crusader buddy how's your weekend been oh it's been pretty good um i've been playing some of the old assassin's creed games i actually started unity a while back and then they updated the original assassin's creed with the with a FPS boost back last November. And so I jumped over to that and then other things came out and I, I just, I ended up finishing the original Assassin's Creed and Unity this week, which was really great. Um, otherwise, yeah, doing pretty good. All right. Hey, that's great to hear. Happy, happy to hear all that. And yeah, some pretty cool games you listed there. Uh, moving on down here, Eric Shockley, buddy. Hey, uh, how's your week been? Um, just been setting up there trying to set back up since i got my room kind of like set up with like all actually all my systems like on shelves and not just like on the floor since we moved in uh set back up my wii u got that running has all those uh old classics on there so you can play actually wii games on the wii u tablet which is cool instead of using the wii remote um but yeah not much had a bit of a scare with a, a screen cleaner on my new oled <laughs> I think I uh, had that. I think it was uh, uh, or yeah. No, I got it right here. I can't even pronounce the name. I forget the, but it was a great cleaner. I had like years before. It's like all plant plant based, but I think it got old. And when you look in the bottle, it's kind of like all these little, almost looks like little food particles. <laughs> so it left like these streaks on my LG OLED, and I was like, oh shit, what did I do? Because <laughs> I thought it was like taking away like the anti glare protection. <laughs> that's what it looked like at first um but then i just found out you could just use distilled water and microfiber and that took the streaks away thank god i was like oh shit i think i just ruined my oled screen <laughs> but other than that other than that scare <laughs> uh yeah not much all right all right good yeah i mean i'm glad to hear that uh you know it was just a scare and nothing more right because that's the last thing you need right is like a big scratch or whatever it may be right so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Not on the brand new OLED. Yeah, that's not good. No. No. Definitely. That's. Uh, yeah. It's every. Uh, every gamer's worst nightmare, either there or a console not working. So I hear you, man. I hear you. And who do else do we have here? Centurion. Hey. Uh, how's things going on there in Arizona? Been playing much? Oh yeah. Well, you got nothing, no choice but to hide indoors right now, when the average temperature is at least 111 uh on the uh almost every single day if not hotter um but no i finally uh grinded out uh the last of the dlcs for eso other than the final one that just came out with uh high tides so i'm getting ready to start that dlc and looking forward to that uh also been kind of dabbling some other stuff checked out dead by daylight um just to see what all the hype was about um decided that that game wasn't for me and now i'm also ch um long time ago i got 
in games with gold uh sherlock holmes the devil's daughter oh yeah and i figured i'd check out uh these sherlock holmes games because they seem to be popping up regularly just to kind of play something just different you know Mm -hmm. yeah i mean they're they're i know it sounds exciting in my world (laughs) they're okay (laughs) no i mean i i played a little bit of some of the sherlock holmes games and i mean they are interesting just a matter of like depending on the developer right some of them are can be a little um i don't want to say subpar but they're i wouldn't say triple a if you know what i mean but they're still so they're still nice i i know these ones are all done by the same developer um and they've had a little bit of different takes like the three games they've done none of them are like they've even used different character models between between games so sometimes the characters don't even look the same um but it is definitely there is definitely no hand holding in this game like you have to look around you have to be meticulous and like when somebody gives you the address of an, a location you don't get no map marker that's like oh walk down this street make a left go through that doorway up the flight of stairs and he'll be in room blah 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 they give you the address and you have to go find that street the the building number the room number um, the game definitely does not hold your hand. It, it definitely is, a, hey, you need to figure this out kind of style of game. All right, good to know. I, I mean, I didn't realize that. That's interesting. Uh, different oh, and, character and, and and also like you you have to you have to judge like you have to pretty much uh, profile a character, even though you're not supposed to profile people in real life, but they want you to profile people. And if you get the profile wrong, it changes the the conversation with the person like uh you'll accuse them of things that actually aren't true um and like also there's instances where if you make a mistake you don't get a oh do you want to try that again you just gotta live with that mistake and keep playing hmm interesting all right all right maybe i should uh get into those games a little more it sounds a little more interesting what you're saying but uh yeah guys everybody tuning in it is great to see you all here uh we're always happy to have you and hey if you guys could share this out across social media let everybody know that we are live now like everybody in the chat please share this out this link as well uh please like this video and hey you know what uh leave a comment after the show and sub to the channel we would love to see you here more often uh, all right, guys, uh, why don't we uh, let's begin with a big game update. And last week, Ubisoft did a re-reveal for its long-awaited pirate game, Skull and Bones. There's been a lot of, I want to say, mixed reactions to it, especially with the lack of, well, one thing is lack of close quarters combat that I've been hearing a lot of. But again, I'm curious what everyone else here thinks of this uh, re-reveal for the game. However, I'll kick things off with Centurion. Uh, Bud, what are your impressions of Skull and Bones? Um, pretty much, uh, you you took the word right out of my mouth. Um, I am just as mixed as everybody else. I mean, I enjoyed the mechanics that Black Flag, um, and basically this game is being kind of a spinoff of the naval mechanics of uh, Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag. And I mean, it's great. It's a definitely, it is definitely that game mechanic. But at the same time, when you start reading into, you know, the game has gone in and out of delays and longer and a very long development time. I think there's rumors that this game has been worked on since 2015. Um, And it's just, 
Ubisoft has come out and said that all the game delays were because that they're wanting to make the big game bigger and grander, but it seems like they have just stuck with the same premise of basically a, a pirate naval simulator. And everybody is a little up in arms over the fact that they're saying that there's more to life of being a pirate than just being on a boat and captaining a boat. Um, they're starting to even say this game is starting to resemble more now of Sea of Thieves uh, when it comes to the concept of you just go out and, well, you're not even able to go on land, which is interesting. You, all you do is you use your boat to go out. Um, you can pillage other forts, um, other settlements. Uh, there's also mechanics to go out and fish. Um, Ubisoft talked about how one of their first in-game events is going to be tackling uh, the issue in the world with the uh, the shark fin trade, and they're wanting to basically somehow interject uh, issues that are going on today into this game. That's going to be interesting. Uh, but there is definitely a lot more to do than just going around pillaging stuff. But that being said, um, this game is going to be an open-world game on the ocean, but it is also going to be a live-service game. Uh, there's going to be about 20 people per server, so there is going to be other, um, um, pretty much other real-world people going around in this game, and that's where you have a choice to either make alliances with the people in this server, and you guys can go pillage together, or you got to worry about, you know, what takes place in Sea of Thieves. You have those guys that basically are the the actual real sharks of the game and they love to hide and they wait for you to do all the heavy lifting. And then they come in and try to pick you off and steal all your plunder. Um, there is definitely a lot of mechanics in this game. Uh, you just like in sea of thieves, we've seen people um, for years now playing the game and they will pack as much treasure as they physically can on that boat. Well, the Ubisoft decided to create a weight mechanic um, you can overload your boat and make it to where the boat barely moves and you can't outrun the people chasing you. So there is times they even say where you'll get in a situation where you'll start throwing treasure or your plunder overboard because you would rather get away than basically get your ship destroyed. Uh, there is uh, mechanics in it to where you're going to armor the boat. You have different armaments on the boat. Um, there is a lot of customization, uh, but there is no single player campaign. Uh, the game director has come out and said that it's a play the game as you want kind of thing. As you do contracts, you're going to have bits and pieces of a kind of of a kind of story fleshed out to you. And the story is ma ma mainly around the factions that exist in this world and you trying to appease them. And the overall end goal is to become a pirate kingpin, which opens up a much harder and much more harder to maintain uh, system of the game because you also have to worry about crew morale you have to feed them like it's definitely going to be an interesting game but for me i don't know if i'm gonna buy this day one um they are asking like 70 bucks for it base i think there's even gonna be like a premium edition that's probably gonna more than likely go down the road of what ubisoft likes to do with like a hundred hundred and twenty dollar game mm -hmm. um I just don't know how this thing is going to really hold up, especially to titles like um, Sea of Thieves. Like, when, there was one scene that they keep showing in the trailers where you see the, the cargo on the outside of the boat dip into the ocean, and the ocean reacts, like, in no way. You don't get no waves. It just, like, goes in the water, comes right out. And we know Sea of Thieves actually has some of the best water effects in gaming, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. um, on Sea of Thieves, you're able to do a lot more. You're able to treasure hunt. 
I'm just really curious on they want this game to last for years, but I really do not think that this game has enough to keep people interested for that long. Um, I'm pretty much leaning towards, I want to be surprised if Ubisoft used that partnership with, um, with PlayStation and Microsoft. We know they're on both sides of the fence. I'm really wondering if they're going to put this game in like PlayStation plus and game pass just to bring up player numbers. Cause I'm going to be really curious on where pre-orders are going to be sitting at when this game is getting close to release. Mm-hmm. Well, I do find it interesting that, uh, cause this game was originally heavily inspired by Assassin's Creed Four black flag. I mean, if I'm not mistaken, this game originally was supposed to be like a multiplayer element for it, but then it got mm-hmm. pushed back and turned into its own thing. And I played Assassin's Creed 4. Black Flag, I, I, I think I got it actually in Games with Gold, now that I think about it. And I played it all the way through. It, I thought it was actually... I, I really enjoyed the uh, ship mechanics. I enjoyed it myself. And that's why every a lot of people are up in arms over it, is Bl- Assassin's Creed Black Flag had all the game mechanics in Skull of Bones, plus the ability to leave the boat, plus the ability to go and look for treasure and explore plus the ability to interact with other characters. It seems more like when you go to these hub worlds in Skull and Bones, most of the NPCs are not very interactive other than the merchants and the people that give you contracts. Um, They're basically very confused on why did Ubisoft, after this uh, this heavy of a development time, create a game that actually has less than its predecessor? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of weird because you'd think that they would leverage stuff from, again, like Black Flag, for example, even being able to board ships. And that's just an animation, if I'm not mistaken, like a little. They said, scene. yeah, um, actually, from a lot of the gameplay I've watched, there is a lot there is a lot of pre uh, pretty much pre, you know, work and development gameplay out there right now. Some of it's only 10 days old, um, but everybody keeps commenting on the crafting is push a button cinematic. Uh the the boarding a boat push a button cinematic it seems more like very they've said it doesn't feel as realistic as black flag does appeared Mm. yeah i just there's a lot of i don't want to say weird things i just i i just sense general disappointment with it i i'd rather not that be the case it's just from what it was originally concepted to be to now it's it's just not really exciting people and i don't know if it's gonna really uh hold up very well in that early november uh time frame right especially with god of war and whatnot right because i already made the joke no pun intended that the ship may have already sailed for this game and all the hype and the basically the hype and excitement that was for this game is gone now because of titles like sea of thieves and other titles that are going like i mean if you look at assassin's creed odyssey alone or maybe even assassin's creed valhalla they have some of these mechanics in the game but you're not rooted into just sticking with this mechanic in this just repetitious uh game loop and it that's where i really feel like it almost feels like they're putting this game in november just to let it almost like for the fans that really wanted to play it they're gonna be there but I really wonder is like, are we putting this game in November? Because we know it's going up against God of War Ragnarok. Are you guys just pretty much a letting gonna let it get obliterated and go under the radar because 
you just want to push this game out and, and get it done and over with. You've got money, time invested, and all these assets, and you can either shelve them away in a hard drive somewhere in Ubisoft, or you can just let the game go out and pretty much try to recover some of that money. Mm-hmm. That does get me curious, as well probably a, uh, a few other panel members have curious thoughts on it. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Tim Dog, I'm just kind of curious on your thoughts, too. Is this a game that was ever on your radar, or is it just something that you feel like you're going to pass in favor of some other stuff? Story and details is, and you know, you keep we keep mentioning Sea of Thieves and Black Flag. I think what happens is this game is kind of a game that goes into it trying to find its identity, I guess, and that's why it's in the state that it's in. It seems like they want. It seems like they started off at being just a strict arcade, you know. Uh, blow up the ship, steal your, you know, your gold and, and not much to it. And then it seems like it morphed into something where they said, hey, look at Sea of Thieves. We can make this, um, you know, a lot more, uh, you know, a, a lot more attractive to, like, live player game gamers. We can get maybe 30 million if we change course. And that's why I feel like the game, and this is completely just my hypothesis or my my take on why the game seems so uninspiring is I kind of feel like it's been in development, uh, you know, hell as they say, or and or they just didn't have a real vision. And looking at the game um, and seeing what goes on, I saw the reveal and I watched it a couple of times. I still get that feeling like it lacks vision. It feels copycat, cookie cutter, um, you know, cookie cutter, you know, Ubisoft. Um, you know, it just, it, it, it didn't excite me at all. Uh, and, um, <clears throat> that's pretty hard cause you know, pirates and boats and stuff, you'd think the concept would really, you know, take you in, especially done, they're trying to do it, I guess, more on a, a realistic graphic look for a Sea of Thieves, but I really feel that Sea of Thieves, a game like Sea of Thieves kind of like. Is, is is actually hurting this because I think people want a clone of Sea of Thieves um, in a different setting or a different graphics engine and I just don't think that this game is it. Like, you know, you talk about uh, one button animations to, to, to board the ship and stuff like that. That's not a good sign, you know. Uh, you People, uh, gamers want freedom. They want the ability to have these crazy scenarios and uh, you know, I, I don't know. I, I kind of feel the same as Centaurian. Uh, it's, it's, it, and that was on a different podcast, uh, I think a week ago or whatever. I think it was the first day. And a lot of members were very excited about it. But for me, I'm going to be honest, it, it just did not, it did not, uh, you know, it did not excite me. And I kind of feel it's going to be run of the mill, probably like a 75 Metacritic. And it's going to, be struggling to find a base. And uh, that's why, uh, you know, we mentioned Game Pass and PlayStation. I don't think it would go there day one, but it is something that they might have to look at if they do not hit their numbers. And Ubisoft is kind of in, in, in a place where they need a big hit, and I just don't think that this game is going to be it. Mm-hmm. Agreed. 
Uh, moving down the list here. Uh, General MLD, buddy. I don't know if this game was on your radar before, or maybe now you want to try it. Like, what, what's some of your thoughts on this? Do you agree with what uh, Centurion and uh, Tim are saying? Yes, I agree with, with what they're saying. Uh, initially, it was on my radar, because I beat Black Flag back in the day. I put a lot of hours into Sea of Thieves. Uh, uh, mostly, I played solo, but it's still pretty fun solo. But going going from that into this like they like they said all these years in development and you can't even get out of your ship like the game the assassin's creed the game is based on you think they got a roadmap of how to program like you know out of ship uh, experiences but it's all on your ship and that's not enough for me that like, i mean again if i rather i took a break from sea of thieves but i much rather go back to that than than play this the only real edge this game really has is that graphically it looks pretty good. It looks like a triple A game, but Sea of Thieves is just a beast of a game these days. Like most of the fun was not only just sailing, but things like, yeah, like having to manually patch your ship or like raise the sails and fire the cannons, but mostly go on land, like dig for treasure, like get into sword fights, like always having that fear of someone like hijacking your ship or, you know, ambushing you on land like that was the whole point it was like the fear of the unknown but here it's just like you're just playing like black flag multiplayer from what it looks like and that just that just doesn't do it for me like you i expected more uh basically uh even like yeah the there's the event promoting the issue of overfishing i mean like i don't know i mean social commentary is nice and all but this is a game based on the golden age of piracy no one back in that like no nothing says golden age of piracy than promoting conscious fishing right like no that, that no that, that makes no sense to me like if you're gonna make a piracy game go full into that era like don't do like you know 21st century social stuff just make it an immersive game set in that time period oh it's just it's just little things like that too like uh, then there's, there's things like the crafting it just seems lazy to me i, I don't know just like I'm looking at this. I I just it just doesn't feel right to me. Like again, if I if I would rather play a pirate game, I'm gonna go back to Sea of Thieves like ten times out of ten. So I'm sure this game will have its audience. Uh, I, I'm no I'm no doubt about that. And it's a live service game, so God of War is probably gonna hinder this game's success to a degree. Um, but I think because it's live service, it'll slowly add features. Who knows? It may add like out of ship experiences down the road and this make this game may pull like say a rainbow six siege one day where it actually has a rocky launch but ends up gaining like a bigger loyal following this may happen to this game but for the launch i i would say to steer away until it gets to that point or somewhere close where there's enough content that matches the expectations well, There's definitely be, better games out there. Well, to be fair, I mean, Sea of Thieves didn't exactly have the greatest start either, right? It took them uh, oh, yeah. a little while to find their footing with content and whatnot, right? So, yes. I mean, it's not impossible for them to be able to, you know, pull something off here. Yeah, that's true. But this game has been in development before Sea of Thieves, arguably, like the, as some of the rumors said. Like, almost immediately after Black Flag was this game, like, you know, thought of in concept. So, I don't know, a lot of people expected more to be available on launch day, and I, I think they're very right to have those criticisms. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, and that's fair. One thing I would say, though, I mean, there, there are co-op partners that you can have, 
But, again, everything that's in Sea of Thieves, I'm just kind of appreciating more in that game now. Uh, because, again, you talk about the crafting, the co-op partners, you can have separate ships with uh, people, but you can't have co-op on a single ship. Like, you can't have your own crew, which, I mean, oh. that kind of huh. sucks. Yeah, that's that's also something. Oh, I, I know that. That's even that's even worse in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, co-op is you going out in a fleet. You and your buddy have your own ships. Uh, the co-op I saw was they had a ship that was basically the navigation ship. It could go faster. It was able to scope out the situation, and in, that's when his buddy was following him behind in the battleship that was more armored out and had more weaponry on it to help take the fort. So they're trying to make it strategic and you don't just all bring a battleship to the to the th to the the show yeah I, I get that but it just doesn't feel the same it feels a little more disconnected like when it like i, I did play sea of thieves like sometimes with with an actual crew and it just when it works it there's just nothing like it like with that feeling when everyone's working together in harmony to cut to you know to you know with for one ship like this it, it, it's something really magical almost and yeah this game just doesn't have that <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah i mean there's nothing personally striking me i mean i could see a trailer a new trailer come and it might blow my mind so i mean i'll still give it a chance like up until the release date but as of right now i don't know there's nothing really grabbing me that really makes it unique i mean again you can't even besides the ports that you go to you don't explore any islands or anything like that so to me a lot of the fun um, of actually being a pirate just i don't know it doesn't seem you, did you see so what the what basically you're starting the game out as you're I... gonna be washed up on shore and the first thing you need to do is to learn how to hunt to feed yourself and oh, they basically okay. the survival element of the game is real heavy in the beginning um and that's where it's like yeah you don't just because you go into skull and bones you don't get to go on a pirate ship and start just wreaking havoc. You got to like literally put some clothes on your back first. Mm -hmm. Oh, all right. Oh. All right. So there is off boat stuff in it. It shows you, no, basically, dude, you had he, they, he basically builds a raft and he goes out and starts hunting sharks and alligators with a spear. Oh, God. Mm -hmm. Well, that, that's what I saw, at least in the game, in the game, when the, in the oh. developer sit down from what I it's was like, uh, Mm -hmm. sorry it's like an unskippable tutorial mission like oh that might put some people off yeah from what i'm get, to understand right into the action. from what i'm to understand it's going to be very limited to like the activities you'll be able to do on the land which again it's a pirate game and i get that they want to focus on the water it's just at the same time you know you want to explore you want to go and find some treasure you want to do kind of traditionally piratey things and I don't know. To me, I understand that they're going for a darker approach than Sea of Thieves, but I don't know. I just some things aren't hitting with me personally. Um, Eric Shockley, buddy. I mean, I'd love to ask you what I've been asking uh, everyone else. Like, what are your thoughts on this game? Is this game on your radar? Are you interested or are you agreeing with the commentary of, of the panel? Yeah, I mean, I, I totally even forgot about this game existing uh kind of like uh uh what was it beyond good and evil 2 <laughs> it was kind of in that oh yeah uh era of e3 trailers so i i thought the game already came out and like came and went um 
But yeah, from what I'm hearing about it, I don't know who's... <laughs> it's like that TikTok where that guy's always asking, he's in the store and looking at stuff. And he's like, who's, you know, an episode of who's buying this? Who's buying this? <laughs> but, you know, hopefully it's cool because I did really enjoy Black Flag. So, like, the naval part of it was really cool. But again, that was, you know, 2013. Now we're almost a decade later. Um, and if it's wow. limited from how, you know, everyone else has been describing it, you know, it's, I don't know, just seems kind of dated. <laughs> but mm-hmm. we'll see. You know, is it like a, are they, I, I haven't checked on it, but uh, is it a, like free to play or what are they doing? $70. Oh, $70 paid. for the base game. And there are premium games that are going to make it more expensive. Yeah. yeah. You, you can uh, guarantee that the Ubisoft stores are going to, like whatever uh, store that it has is going to be, uh, they're probably going to be all this stuff. I think so, yes. Yeah, you guys think it'll be uh, pay-to-win kind of stuff? Ooh, that's a great question. Mm, Thieves, it's all cosmetic, so everyone's on an even playing field. But now here, I'm not so sure, because you can invest in armor types and, you know, stuff like that. Well, we all know that Ubisoft invented the, uh, you know, pay the price tag and get more XP and make your grind work quicker. Mm. Um, And, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised at all if there was mechanics in there like you could because we all know that they sell crafting materials already in the assassin creed games so that way you can craft stuff quicker in the assassin creed games more than likely they're going to follow the same suit and you're going to have crafting materials there's probably going to be in far cry 5 or the far cry games have their own in-game currency at this point you know yeah. those microtransactions are going to be there yeah, well, I mean, you were a, you're a big Odyssey fan, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Um, didn't they have stuff like that too, where you could um, basically pay to skip a lot of the grinding? Oh yeah, you that's oh, yeah. Uh, like uh, yeah, you go in and you pay your. I think it's like like five ten bucks, and you get some magical little token that you carry around for with you for the rest of the game, and it gives you more XP and more, and you collect more money as a result of having this token. Uh, but also in Assassin's Creed Odyssey, I haven't played a lot in Valhalla, but with Odyssey, you had to upgrade your boat to basically have bigger naval battles. And to do that, you had to have crafting materials. And you could either, A, grind your ass off for these crafting materials, which I did, or you could just break out your wallet and start buying crafting materials off the store. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, good point. And I'll be very curious to see what happens. But keep in mind, guys, like, they're... Yes, you are paying $70. I mean, uh, again, Sea of Thieves, uh, again, it wasn't a free-to-play game either. However, I mean, I'd, I'd argue with Sea of Thieves, though, at least it's been in Game Pass. And, you know, it did fulfill the live service role that it has been, right? They have put out pl- a lot of content for it, which I have to give Rare credit for. They've stuck with the game considerably, and it's done well. I believe it was Microsoft's the best IP last gen, if I'm not mistaken. So 100%. 30 million players now. Yeah. Overall, that played the game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and then in the chat, Carlos Alvarado with the 199 uh, super chat. Thank you very much, Carlos. He says, Sea of Thieves is just on another level and has set the bar. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, Sea of Thieves have, has its own identity. Um, I'm not saying that I play it all the time, but it's certainly. 
I don't know. It's just very easy to get into, and it's certainly something special when it comes to being a uh, co-op game. Like you, you have un very memorable experiences in it that uh, you'll remember for a while. Uh, Crusader, but again, like I don't know if this game has been on your radar at all. Um, Not at all. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, I I thought conceptually it sounded okay up until they were like, yeah, you're only going to be a boat simulator when i saw the ship shooting cannons to mine iron ore on the side of a cliffside that's when my brain checked out <laughs> um uh this i i think people are being kind to it and saying it's gonna have a comeback i think that this game is not even going to be the next quote-unquote anthem, where at least anthem was neat. This game feels to me like it's going to fall in the category of games like Babylon's Fall, where like a month after launch, it's going to have like single-digit uh, player counts. You're savage. You're savage. Uh, I, I do not think that this game is going to do well, and I do not think it will ever do well. And I'm sorry to anyone who wants this game to be good, but it does not in its scope right now look good whoever conceptually said yeah let's have assassin's creed black flag without actually having the actual like unitary pirate uh, it's the same person who decided to make a lord of the rings game where Gollum's the main character coming out soon it's just not a good idea mm -hmm. like i i don't think it's you know, I, I'm okay. I, like, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But, like, I, I don't think this game has a chance. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm with you, man. At the same time, like, I'm seeing a lot of things that don't impress me at all. And, in fact, I think the game's regressed, in my opinion, from what it uh, first was announced as. Uh, but at the same time, again, we have to wait and see. Uh, I don't think it's a good idea to release right beside God of War Ragnarok either, but... Um, I'm kind of curious why, you know, why they chose the November release date, but I don't know, we'll see what happens there. Um, anybody else have any thoughts on Skull and Bones? All right. I, my, my last final thought mm -hmm. real quick, just to push out there was they totally have more. Everybody keeps comparing it to Sea of Thieves, but that's for the console market, or at least around on the Xbox or some of the, somewhat of the PC side. But if we're looking at a heavily PC community, the PC community has New World, and that's where this game really doesn't have much of a chance considering the competition that already exists that can do what it's doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, and you, you make a good point, but again, time will tell. It's, um, well, what, we got, what, four, about four months until uh, release date, something like that, so... I, don't know, I hope they can show off something uh, rather impressive, you know, some really cool gameplay or something. But uh, right now, I think that I think a lot of people would say that there's a lot to be desired from it in any case. <clears throat> but all right, guys, let's uh, move on over to our second topic tonight. And earlier this week, PlayStation surprised everybody by announcing the Stars loyalty program. Uh, you earn credits by completing campaigns and activities. Very, very similar to what uh, Microsoft does with the uh, their rewards program. Uh, these lo loyalty points can be then redeemed for PlayStation Store products. Uh, just very interesting seeing this unveiled. Uh, Eric, pal, I'll uh, 
you know, why don't you start uh, to lead us off on this one? Uh, what do you think of uh, PlayStation Stars loyalty program? Uh, uh, do you think they're uh, doing something good here? Yeah, it's definitely something I've been calling for for on, on the PlayStation side. I know they had something in the past where I think you would earn you'd earn some things like if you actually like bought stuff in the store. Um, I'm not sure how quickly you really accumulated those points. At least I never really noticed or pay attention to anything. I know they recently switched that to if you have their credit card <laughs> and not uh, whatever they were doing before. So if you have their like PlayStation credit card for whoever has that, um, you could still earn points. Uh, but this is more, it seems to be more in the line of um, what Xbox is doing now. I know some people were saying like, hey, this is, you know, what PlayStation has been doing for 12 years or whatever. But no, not really. Not to the degree of what, like, Xbox offers. Like, you can so quickly, just by playing games, even if you're not using their web browser um, to earn points, just by going to the rewards app on Xbox and just earning points by getting achievements. Or, hey, there's a, it's giving you 2,000 points here. Just get a couple achievements and come back to this page a couple days during the week. And that's 2,000 points. That's basically two bucks. So, like, you easily start accumulating those points pretty quickly. Um, so this kind of looks like in, in that vein, they're saying you're going to be able to earn those points by doing certain tasks or, like, trophies, um, you know, to that you can go and then redeem in the store. Um, I don't know if it'll be as uh, open, because I, I know their store, I'm pretty sure it only lets you purchase, like like, digital content uh whereas obviously you can put your points towards controllers accessories third-party accessories you know consoles uh through the xbox store um where you don't have that ability there on the playstation but i, I also don't hopefully they do but i don't see them doing it giving away points to the degree how generous microsoft is with just like hey you found 100 points here you know or you know because you'll see you'll check your rewards app uh pretty often you'll see how quickly you know they're just oh there's a new uh punch card like i think centurion was uh just bringing it up a second ago with that uh sale that's going on well if you spend forty dollars in that sale that's four thousand you know that's four dollars back and there's a quite a bit of games on there you know good high quality games that people probably been waiting for, you know for a price drop um mm -hmm that are good are for a good price so you could easily get a really good deal in a couple games buy them you know for less than half off and then you're already getting four dollars back from that purchase so i don't think they're going to have things to that degree but it's cool to you know you finally are um at least getting something back you know if you get achievements or trophies because that's a lot of times the reason why i'll get like third-party games because i'm like well i'm going to want to you know not only is, you know, with the um, ability for, like, quick resume, that definitely has me, ha you know, playing on Xbox with, for, like, third-party games. Mm -hmm. But also, I know when I'm getting achievements, every time I get an achievement, I can, you know, redeem for points immediately um, or redeem for even bigger points for, you know, punch cards that they – or weekly punch cards that they have out there. So um, that a lot of times has – sways me of, like, hey, I'm just going to just buy it here because – you know, I have all these other perks. So 
that's just another thing. So it's definitely great that it's coming to PlayStation gamers. So, um, and hopefully they do it like widespread and it gets big and popular. So then maybe Xbox brings the rewards program to other uh, territories because there are some regions, I'm not sure which ones that are locked out of it. I think I'm, I'm pretty sure like I could be wrong, but uh, I think New Zealand or like Australia, maybe. Um, I know there's some regions that um, don't have it, um, have like the Microsoft Rewards program. So hopefully PlayStation does well with it and makes it popular and it's out in all regions. And maybe that puts more pressure on Microsoft to like even up their ante even more than what's so, you know, it's a good competition, uh, you know, for them to offer more quality content um, or quality ways to, uh, you know, and earn points or earn currency back into their store. So definitely good for PlayStation gamers. Mm -hmm. No, no, that's right. And, uh, you know, competition is a great thing. I'm just surprised it took them so long to uh, adapt a program like this since uh, Microsoft and Xbox have been doing it for a while now. Um, but uh, Crusader, I mean, I would love to know your thoughts on this. I mean, I, I think it's a pretty good uh, thing that PlayStation is doing this rewards program. Um, like, I don't know, what do you think about this? Uh, are you interested in earning some uh, loyalty points here? <laughs> oh, heck yes. Um, I, I first, I, I read the article very quickly and didn't realize that it was going to give rewards for purchases. Uh, it's only for PS Plus members. You do have to have PS Plus if you want to get mm -hmm. points for purchases. Um, uh, but it looks great. Uh, I love the reward system on Xbox. I have 76,000, something like that, points saved up right now on Xbox. Um, I mean, you just take advantage of the sales. You take advantage of when they have the, the extra points things on the, the rewards app. And you just... It's a loyalty program that keeps you in the ecosystem. And uh, why has PlayStation not created it sooner? Well, they only really have the one... Like they only really have the 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 console market to want to like to to need to push a loyalty program onto, whereas Microsoft it's it's all Microsoft purchases. It's it's their physical mm -hmm. store. It's their or it was in their physical stores originally. It was you know because all those closed, but it was there. It was in like on their website it's on the xbox store on pc on the xbox store on the console uh it incorporates bing into it so like mm -hmm. microsoft has a lot more reasons to want you to do it and a lot more synergies that they can achieve doing it and playstation really didn't need the loyalty program as much because i mean they they were doing so well last generation but this generation they they, they have they have to look at what their competition's doing. They have to ensure they're achieving more loyalty because you need to retain your customers. Uh, th at the end of the day, they didn't really have to compete to retain customers, and now they do. Um, and I, I think it's going to be a great system. I'm going to use it, you know, because I, I do play a bunch of PlayStation games. I play. I have a bunch of PS4, PS5 games. I've use the PlayStation as my exclusive and now probably Final Fantasy because who knows when any of those games are actually ever going to come to Xbox. Um, so, I mean, there, there's plenty of things that I'm going to get rewarded for on the PlayStation, and I'm excited for it. All right. All right. Yeah, some uh, good thoughts there. 
Uh, Tim, buddy, I, I mean, I know that uh, you were you were just on the hunt for a PlayStation Five. I think you got one. Um, how uh, how do you feel about the rewards program? Uh, PlayStation finally catching up here. Well, and Tim is Tim, if you're there, you're muted. Oh, did he did he mute himself? I don't know. I just I was just saying if he's there, he's. Oh. Yeah, he is muted. Oh, okay. Well, we'll get back to Tim in a minute. I'll move on to UMLD. Uh, what are your thoughts on the uh, PlayStation Rewards program? Uh, you know, it's a little bit of a copy of Microsoft, but I mean, I think it's a good thing, right? You know, competition and all. Oh yeah, in that regard, I agree. Like, because uh, overall, if if Sony does this, it only push Xbox to up their game as well. But overall, though, yeah, of course, I see like the yeah, the elements of copying. Like, I think Sony hung back a little bit, seeing what the how the competition is doing it. They deem that it's worth doing it themselves, and then hey, here you go. Because I think it is proven on some level that these, uh, like for example, with Xbox, the reward, the the rewards, like play play this game, get like 500 points, like it. It, it, may, it gets people to play games out of their comfort zone or games that they didn't think they were going to play at this time. But the incentive of the points and the rewards and cashing it in, it's making people play more essentially with just a, a little, a little bit of a little bit of a push that Xbox has given them. So I think Sony sees that and they're going to do it themselves now. And overall though, yeah, it's yeah. The feature parody is just another thing. that's just going to keep making the, this gen is going to be, be pretty awesome in that regard overall. That, that, that's the point. Uh, the, each one's going to compete more for our dollar. And in the end, we'll, we all win. Uh, we all win in the end. So, yeah, overall, it's okay. Good, good, good on them. Yeah, no, I I agree with that. And I'm very curious to see what the uh, digital rewards are. Um, they were talking about collectibles, if I'm not mistaken. So, and they're, it's going to be from like some of their iconic franchises. I, I can't wait to hear more on that. Hopefully they give us some more information soon. It's a very interesting concept. Uh, let's see, moving on down here. Centurion Pal. I mean, obviously, you know, we're just talking about the uh, PlayStation uh, loyalty program here. Uh, I know you're a uh, PlayStation owner and, uh, you know, you, you, you and uh, your wife play uh, quite a few games. What, uh, you know, what, what are your thoughts on this uh, loyalty program? Um, this is my own opinion. Uh, you know, I'm not basing it off of anything other than the experiences I've had in my personal past when it comes to dealing with PlayStation. And I think that this has been almost a long time coming because, I'm not trying to like have a hot take or take a dig, but PlayStation has done the worst damn job possible in making people feel comfortable and in investing in a digital ecosystem. Uh, they've even done that more and more recently. We saw with what's going on in Austria and Germany with movies disappearing. Uh, we're taking game discs out of boxes that you're paying $260 for. Um, and they have done a very horrible job of making people want to even invest in that ecosystem digitally. Um, Shockley even basically set, hit the nail on the head saying, you know, I can buy this game digitally on Xbox and get reward points, money back. Hell, there's even times that they will be like, hey, if you buy this game now, you get 5,000 extra points, you know, five bucks back right off the rip. And PlayStation is just now starting to catch up with that. And 
that's where I feel this has been a long time coming for them. Um, it's about time for them to take their digital ecosystem seriously. They got to realize that more and more people are actually investing digitally. Um, you know, we all see it. Everybody loves to run around with the UK sales charts being like, Oh, look, 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 sales are down, sales are down. But we know most of those sales charts are basically based off of physical sales. And that's why Microsoft's physical sales are always pretty low because Microsoft has done a really good job of making people feel comfortable investing in a digital ecosystem and incentivizing them. And we've seen great successes with Microsoft allowing uh, with Game Pass uh, games actually delivering um, points for games that you, you know, you get to play games and get these rewards. Um, I don't want to say that Mike, that Sony is copying Microsoft. They're just finally catching up because um, doesn't even Nintendo have somewhat of a rewards program. That'd be more yes. like a question for Shockley. Or, okay. So yeah, because I've also heard other people like, it's kind of funny depending on who you listen to in, in uh, you know, on YouTube and other, other spaces, either Sony is catching up to Nintendo or they're catching up to, to xbox um nobody wants to sit there and just flat out be like well he they're just getting with the times with the rest of their competition um and i am going to be very curious on how this is going to work out for them in the long run uh, especially um with the fact that we're gonna have uh po you know points for purchases locked behind a paywall um we're also going to have objects that sound like nfts but according to whoever said all this stuff for sony these are not nfts they won't be nfts but they sound like nfts um and we all know right now um it's like the best way to say it, nfts are the kiss of death for anything in the game world right now so i really hope sony does not try to go down a road that a lot of people have said don't go down that road um, but I'm excited for the competition it's going to bring. Um, it makes the, the Microsoft rewards program even more relevant today. Um, and I'm just, you know, for all us gamers, you know, we put a lot of money into gaming, regardless of where you play, what games you play and how you feel about other people's systems. Gaming is a very expensive hobby and it, any money we can get back from this hobby is going to be a good thing for us as consumers. Mm hmm. Yeah, I'm curious to see how everything kind of unfolds as we get more information. I'm just I, I totally blanked on the Nintendo rewards. I was just taking a look through it and uh, they offer some like some of it's like printable <laughs> stuff. Uh, some of it's physical items. Others are like, you know, like a, a whole bunch of bells for Animal Crossing or at least a, ver a certain version of Animal Crossing and so on. But there, I don't know, there's it. I'd have to look into you get it more. those you get those coins and I'm pretty sure the coins can give you discounts when you buy when you're buying games in the store. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, there, there are I, uh, I know they have some kind of coin. Yeah, if you spend it, it well it's kind of like when Xbox when you buy games just flat out from the store you get points. So if you spend $60 you get 600 points. Um or no, sorry. Uh you get 300 I believe it's 300 points. Like can't remember the currency but basically you just earn um points that you can then accumulate to purchase full games uh which i don't know if you can do with playstation like previous to this if you if you just bought games for their stores i don't know of any coins or points that i was accumulating that i could purchase full-on games 
Um, but yeah, whenever you buy a game from a digital store uh, on the Nintendo shop or Nintendo eShop, you'll see that it says you have these coins and you can redeem them at any time. It'll take a certain dollar amount off your purchase. Hmm. Interesting. All right. Uh, Tim, buddy, you there? Hmm. Tim's still muted at the moment. Not too sure. Maybe Tim's having a little siesta. <laughs> but, uh, it, guys, it's going to be interesting to see how this unfolds. I mean, I'm curious as a PlayStation. I mean, I'm a part of the PlayStation ecosystem already. So, you know, I, hey, I'll, I'll uh, definitely uh, uh, be participating in uh, earning some of these awards. And, yeah, I'm just, again, I'm curious to see what they do down the line. Uh, I can't wait to learn some more information on this. Okay, and uh, guys, if you're watching, hey, remember to share this out, leave a like if you're enjoying the conversation, and sub to the channel if you haven't already, because we would love to see you here more often. Alright, moving over to the last topic tonight. And as of a few days ago, both Netflix and Microsoft announced a partnership to make its ad-supported subscription tier. As Microsoft offers a strong suite of features and protections for Netflix's advertising needs. You know, hey, you go to Microsoft, and uh, while they're not the biggest player in uh, that space, they're still eh, they're offering some uh, pretty good features. Now, uh, how does this relate to gaming? Well, many, uh, many are theorizing that this could be the early stages of an acquisition and could turn... Xbox Game Pass into a juggernaut for entertainment. Now, let's see here. Uh, General MLD, but I'll, I'll go to you first here. I'm curious on your thoughts. Uh, we've seen Xbox and Microsoft test the waters with uh, building shows around game IP. I mean, most recently, Halo on Paramount Plus, obviously. Uh, do you believe that this partnership could lead to something here, or are we just letting our imaginations just get carried away on this one? Well, I think you're right. I, I mean, at this point, uh, I think there's there's no wrong answer. This is everyone's just speculating blindly. Everyone just you know wants to put their two cents into it, which is fine. Because to be honest, anything can come out of this in the long term. On the surface, this is just a you know a profitable partnership that Microsoft is doing. Great. Now, my personal take, like if this were ever uh, bleed into, into the gaming industry, I believe it's one of those things where you want to keep uh, keep your enemies close, kind of thing. And uh, let me explain that. I I, I did a little, like when, when I found this out, you dig up some old news. I remember like Sony and Netflix signed a deal uh, last year for their movies on there, or even Netflix. People even speculated at one point that Netflix themselves was was going to get into gaming. The way I see it, yeah, this is ex Microsoft just, you know, keeping an eye on them, like, you know, keeping them at arm's length, seeing, uh, seeing well, what they're doing, like uh, what their plans are, that kind of thing. And if I really want to speculate, like really like, you know, just uh, just be, get out there with, with the speculation, um, maybe game, Xbox Game Pass, like xCloud on Netflix. I don't know. Maybe something like that. And that's and that's really me reaching right now. So, oh, I see this as a good thing. So, like Netflix is obviously like they're they're a titan in in the industry at what they do. And Microsoft, yeah, th this is a very mutually beneficial partnership. And uh, yeah, overall, it's, it's good that they that they're getting to know each other better. So, only good things can happen going forward if Microsoft so chooses. 
So, yeah, I'm optimistic. We'll see. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and again, it's a very interesting partnership here. Um, again, we could be letting our imaginations get carried out of the way, but, I mean, you had a, a Yahoo Finance analyst the other day claim that the partnership could be a hidden long-term goal ending in the buyout of Netflix, which, I mean, if any of you guys have been keeping, like, uh, keeping interest in their stock, for example, it has not been very good over the last six, seven months. It's uh, been depreciating fast. Um, let's see, uh, Shock Buddy. I mean, I would love to know your thoughts on this. Do you do you think this Netflix deal means more? Or are we or are we just kind of uh, talking out of our asses here at the moment? I I mean, I think it'd just be more of kind of like a business deal kind of like where you saw with sega or playstation um now it could just make things closer to like hey if if netflix does take a uh dip kind of like you had you know activision i'm sure you know a year or two ago that wasn't even really kind of much of a thought <laughs> to purchase them but you know if an opportunity presents itself possibly um especially if like I know Sony's starting to want to make a lot of more of their uh, IP into like shows or movies. So that would be, you know, now that Netflix, they might be not doing great of like kind of, uh, you know, keeping their base happy with, um, you know, what they're charging and um, versus like what they're getting. Plus they're cracking down on like password sharing pretty harshly. Um, Whereas, hey, heck, with Game Pass, you can literally, you know, console share or game share kind of like the way you do it, uh, you know, or basically you can share uh, Game Pass uh, the same way you do game share. Uh, so, I mean, stuff like that could, you know, if their stock keeps, you know, dropping or not doing doing so well, I could see down the line, you know, if the opportunity presents itself, probably same thing with, you know, like, Sega, you know, if there's a partnership there, and kind of like you saw with Bethesda, you know, if there's a relationship there, it makes it easier, um, you know, because you're already acquainted or doing business deals. Like, okay, cool, I'm gonna sell to somebody, so oh, might as well sell to the, you know, highest bidder. And then since they have a relationship with us, Microsoft's like, you know okay or feels more comfortable to purchase because they know kind of your inner workings you know well before they're even looking at a purchase so i mean i could see that in the future maybe you know where they're trying to develop more of their since they'll have a boatload of ip potentially here pretty soon um if this activision deal goes through uh that are big marketable casual big you know uh popular ip <laughs> Now that they'll have Activision, the heck, they could make a, a Call of Duty, I don't know, Netflix series. Like, they could do a lot of different things that could, you know, you could just think of things like that that have a big IP name that could just get a casual people to watch. Because most a lot of people have Netflix. Plus, then when you tie it in with Game Pass, that's already becoming, like, the basically the, you know, biggest game subscription to have as far as, like, to actually, you know, subscribe to play games for um you know just tying even more you know larger base of subscribers to get them to know you know check out netflix but also here's integrated 
you know, because they're also helping them with the ad space. So here's Game Pass, you know, here's the ad for that. So mm-hmm. I could see that kind of blending. So I could see that happening in the future, you know, if the opportunity presents itself. I don't think this is exactly that, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. Well, keep in mind, uh, Netflix has been trying to diversify itself, even in the gaming uh, space uh, in recent years. They did buy Night School Studios, the creator of uh, Oxenfree. They bought Next Games and Boss Fight Entertainment. Mm-hmm. These are smaller studios, but they 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 do see themselves expanding into other forms of entertainment. And I just find it interesting that they're going that route. I think they also offer some Android games and some mobile games, if I'm not mistaken, somewhere. Uh, they are trying to diversify, and I just I I do think that, um, yeah, I, I I could just see something here. I mean, I'm not saying right now, but after this Activision Blizzard deal closes, which you know, hopefully it's sooner rather than later. I mean, I. I Hey, you might see them. I mean, they uh, like you said, Shockley. Um, you know, they went after Activision Blizzard when their stock fell significantly. I mean, they might be interesting. Uh, they might be interested to uh, take the bite here when it comes to Netflix, um, especially when you think about the user base on Netflix as well. I mean, I know that they're losing subscribers currently, but. And I'll, I I don't know their numbers off by hand, but I mean they got a lot, <laughs> without a doubt they got a lot of subscribers. Um, Crusader, I mean I would love to hear your thoughts on this. I mean obviously, um, you know Microsoft, they've had broader entertainment ambitions in the past. I, what did they have? Xbox Entertainment Studios back in what 2012, 2013, uh, with for example um quantum break right that was that was half tv show half game and uh because of certain um because of their messaging problem back then they had to uh, do a complete 180 on that and go move away from that but it i I think they've always still had those kind of broader entertainment ambitions uh I don't know, do you see them uh, possibly going after Netflix? Like if, uh, you know, this deal kind of, uh, you know, is just a starting point? So, yeah, I, I, you know, I don't think that this has anything really to do with the the gaming sphere at all, so to speak. This is more that Microsoft wants to be in the hands of everything. And I think they're, they're wanting to become more of a more into IP just in general, like like all intellectual property. Um, and so, like, gaming kind of ties into that, but this is more like wanting to morph morph beyond that. Uh, I, I also think that they want to get into the advertisement business because it's one of the most lucrative uh, uh, computing things, and the best way to do that is to team up with a large company that needs that to start and to prove that you can. They similarly did that with Azure when they got into... Um, uh, largely into the cloud, you know, that, like, one of their big initiatives is to show people how easy it is to switch from AWS to the um, to Azure servers. So I, I think that this is more Microsoft wanting to, again, diversify its overarching portfolio than really anything to do with uh, with, with gaming. Um, 
I do think that they would, it, it again, it also matches their services portfolio excellently because Game Pass is not Microsoft's only service, nor is it really its biggest one. Its biggest service is um, Office 365 by far. Um, and, you know, so we have Office 365, we have Game Pass, and then you'd have Netflix. And they'd all, like, I don't think they'd bundle them. I mean, it's just a, they're all services that they'll have under their wing. Um, but I don't, I I don't know how easily they could even go through with that acquisition because Netflix is a that that would be a very that would be more expensive than the um uh the current uh Activision Blizzard deal they're facing and it would be a rough um just size battle that Microsoft would have in trying to acquire a company of that size. Uh, would it be a monopoly in any way? No, but it could be a like it could be considered a consumer risk for one company to become that large. We're seeing that problem more and more with just a bunch of companies in general. So I don't know. It is interesting to talk about though, for sure. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously we don't know anything. There's still information coming out about this. It's, yeah. it's early. If I'm not mistaken, I, this won't uh, implement well, it's going to take some time for them to implement all this from what I'm to understand. But it is interesting anyways that uh, they would uh, go to, with Microsoft on this. And yeah, Microsoft doesn't really have an ad. Like, they don't really have the that portfolio, you know? It's weird. Mm -hmm. And this, again, their relationship could deepen uh, because of this. Um, possibly move Netflix over like or off of... If I'm not mistaken, they use uh, Amazon Web Services. So, I mean, maybe Microsoft has, like you were saying, grander ambitions to move them over to, like, their own, like, cloud storage or Azure, possibly. But, I uh, Yeah. Yeah, they, they do currently use AWS. So, like, that would be interesting mm -hmm. to see if they... Because that would be a huge win for Microsoft that, like, the average person would not care about at all. But um, that would be a huge, huge get for their... uh for their cloud services mm -hmm. for them yeah for them it would be pretty yeah. huge uh let's see uh tim dog you there mm. timmy's still muted mm. somebody go poke timmy and wake him up all right uh let's see uh centurion did i get to you i can't remember to be honest no, but I've also been really chatty tonight, so you're probably, like, not wanting to have me continue chatting. <laughs> no, actually, I would love you to chat, buddy. Please, I mean, I would love to hear your thoughts on this because I, I understand, again, there's a lot of different takes you can have of this, and uh, a lot of this is just speculation on, uh, you know, just general speculation overall. But um, with this uh, partnership for the ad-supported subscription tiers, I mean, it's interested them choosing Microsoft overall for this, but do you think that there could be some broader implications possibly in, uh, you know, the acquisition sphere and, you know, possibly gaming? The acquisition thing was interesting when I read the article um, through the dude uh, from Yahoo and then Jez Gordon's article. Um you know, we all know that pretty much Netflix has backed themselves into a corner with relying on they, they spent years and years of existence relying on other companies to supply them content because they were the only one doing what they were doing. And then all of a sudden, Disney Plus, Paramount Plus, this plus that plus everybody's got a service now and systematically uh, all the driving forces for 
Netflix has disappeared. Uh, Star Trek has gone exclu- is going exclusively to Paramount Plus. So anything from the Star Trek universe, Paramount Plus, we all know that the Marvel universe and the Star Wars universe is going to eventually become exclusive over to um, Disney Plus. Um, and th- they're they're losing a lot of content. Now we've saw some recent success. Um, obviously in the past with uh, franchises that are original franchises with Netflix with like uh, Stranger Things and Squid Game. Um, Stranger Things is being the big one that the big breakout for them because that thing got a lot of view time. That mm-hmm. is the Stranger Things is actually starting to create what they're calling. It, it's like beyond nostalgia at this point. Everybody wants the 80s to come back because Stranger Things has actually glorified a lot of the stuff that was like the the you get it. They're basically wanting the 80s to come back. We could go on on a different subject. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's where there's also other franchises um, that they have had a lot of success with. And that's The Witcher, um, a video game based franchise. They're actually starting to explore with uh, Resident Evil, a series now. Um, And so they're starting to really want to kind of have again um rely on other people but um this time at least by in my opinion i know we're going to see some ads and stuff and this is going to be a new venture this is not only a new venture for microsoft but this is also a new venture for netflix like they're starting to realize they have to put ads on their stuff otherwise they're they're running out of revenue and so I'm really curious on what that's going to look like on Netflix's end and I'm really curious on how it's going to function with Xbox um, but this opens the door for them to, you know, and this is only hypothetical. I've been going back and forth with people like DM all the time. This goes into, we've seen Halo do great with Paramount Plus. Now, like, I can only imagine the deal that was made and how much profit was really, you know, how much profit sharing they had to do with Paramount to do this. Um, but what if, by some chance, they saw that the success of Halo on Paramount Plus, it was like, man, now if only we had ourselves our own streaming platform, we would have made a lot more money and we would have had to have all this profit sharing. Um, and that's where you could go into the realm of a potential acquisition because Netflix does want a little bit of an exit strategy. They've seen some huge dips in stock prices. They've lost over 200,000 um, subscribers uh, very recently over the past few months. Um, so definitely it's always good to have an exit strategy, but I don't really foresee Netflix wanting to get out of the game yet because this partnership with Microsoft could mean we're going to see other franchises, um, be able to become, um, what I've referred to as the silver LCD screen. Like we, we've seen uncharted through Sony end up on the movie theaters. Um, like Sony is very hyper-focused on creating, um, pretty much movies of their games and Microsoft sees that too. Um, Netflix probably tried to do that with Sony, but when you're hyper-focused on the big screen, Netflix is the small screen guy. And we all saw that Halo was not pushed into movie theaters. Halo was pushed as a television show, which is right up Netflix's alley. And I really do feel, you know, like would it be wrong to see the, the Psychonauts animated series on Netflix? Like, would that be a bad idea? Like, anybody here think I'm crazy on something like that? Hmm. I mean, you could do. Could be fun. You could do a lot of things with uh, that. I mean, that'd probably be more of an uh, 
adult-oriented animated series, but uh, but then he got the the Banjo Kazooies, right? And uh, right, right. So it, it open. It's almost like a Pandora's box as a joke, because you know, like literally, you know, Netflix could come in and say, "Hey, why don't we produce and pay for a show based off of this IP?" And you guys, you know, get to benefit from the fact that your IP is now going to be all over Netflix. And we're going to benefit from the fact that we're going to have exclusive original content that is going to set Netflix apart. And it does go hand in hand. We saw recently with, again, Stranger Things, they tried to make a Stranger Things video game. I showed it to my wife the other night and she was completely unimpressed. And that what that's what led me into wanting to try uh, Dead by Daylight because there's now rumors floating around that we're going to see uh, Vecna, Eddie, and Robin put into the next iteration of the the Stranger Things Dead by Daylight uh, upgrade pack that it that could potentially come to Dead by Daylight. It's still rumored right now, um, and that kind of put it on my radar. And I just wanted to see if Dead by Daylight was a game for me, and that's where. Everybody wants uh, some of these things that we see on Netflix as a game, but right now Netflix, their their dip into the video game world is a lot of very lackluster, low budget games that are pretty much two dimensional, um, and that's where um, I'm pretty sure Netflix would just love to be. Hey, um, we have this IP called Stranger Things, and we would love to craft at least a double a maybe i don't want to say triple a on it but at least a much better experience than we've already created and you guys have the game studios for that and i really do feel that there could be a very mutual uh partnership between these two companies without microsoft having to flat out buy netflix mm -hmm. well keep in mind i mean they do have i mean probably out of all the studios that they have out of the three uh night school studio is probably the more uh, the biggest name studio they have. They did uh, Oxen Free and After Party. I don't know if you remember that one. That came out a couple of years ago. No, I remember. I remember After Party. I remember that one. But that's where, you know, those games are great. Um, don't get me wrong. Very beautiful games. But I do know that it, it is what it is. You want to always keep yourself growing and. You know, I would love to play a Stranger Things game, and I don't want it to be on the scale of what we've already seen come from that universe as a video game. I want to be able to see great character models, have world exploration, be able to go to the upside down and our world and just completely, um, you know, immerse yourself into an experience with a with a, a pretty much a television show that is absolutely awesome. Um, and that's I really do feel that I don't really see this as just a partnership for Microsoft to have commercials on Netflix. I really do think this is going to lead to something bigger. I don't want to throw the word that they're going to buy Netflix as soon as Activision has gone through, but I do want to say that it, it definitely goes with what Microsoft tried to do at the beginning of this generation with having Microsoft entertainment studios, as you called them and the, the idea of them wanting to have more, um, more television and gaming as part of their portfolio and they realized they went about that completely wrong the messaging was completely wrong and now they could slowly but surely uh use netflix to get some of these franchises onto different uh platforms as different 
basically a different way of consuming uh, entertainment without having to put a controller in someone's hand. And this is going to probably also benefit Netflix. Like we're going to probably see some new franchises pop up on Netflix, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Yeah, possibly. Um, Again, nothing set in stone. We're just speculating everyone. Oh yeah. Total speculation, but it's fun to think about. And you know, it's, it's a changing world, you know, pretty much video games used to be very passe. Like, Oh my God, you play video games when you live in your mom's basement, you know, are you a child? But now we're starting to see video games are a big fundamental part of the entertainment world. It it always was music, music and uh, music and movies and television, music, movies and television. And now we're starting to see that interjected with music, video games and movies and it's it's all a cohesive thing and everybody can really everybody loves to consume entertainment either you're watching it playing it listening to it um entertainment is a fundamental part of our world and these companies are picking up on this mm-hmm. uh fastback in the chat hey fastback how are you doing pal he says netflix would be a great addition for microsoft xbox to have their own ip sony does it amazon apple I mean, you know, I suppose he does have a point there. And, uh, you know, these big companies are leveraging uh, certain aspects. I mean, Apple has its own uh, entertainment entertainment service. Uh, not that they do much in the gaming space, but I suppose for their apps. Uh, Amazon, too, they've been, uh, well, they've been trying to get into the gaming space, but they certainly do leverage Prime a whole lot. Uh, and Sony, yeah, Sony uh, doing some stuff as well. But as Fastback also alluded to, Netflix could also be part of Game Pass Ultimate. Yeah, that could definitely be another... (laughs) You could make another tier for that, in all honesty. But, uh, you know, we'll have to wait and see, guys. I mean, I just... I mean, I do think in the grander scheme of things that this could be interesting. And I I do think that there are some connections here in in the long run that could uh, lead to something here. Uh, let's see, uh, Tim, you there? Hmm, Timmy's silent. Not sure where he went. Centurion, go over to Tim and uh, poke him, please. Give him a, a little nudge, all right? Yep, I'm getting my car right now. I'm driving I'm driving to his house right now, all the way from Arizona. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, let's see who's who's closer. Uh, Crusader, pa- you, cru- cru- Crusader, you give him a nudge then. <laughs> He's deep Man, in that's a drive. <laughs> Maybe fa- <laughs> for me, I'd have to pack a couple meals, a sleeping bag. <laughs> hey, the wife won't notice, right? <laughs> oh, no, she won't notice. It'd be like I went to the grocery store. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I'd go nudge him myself, uh, but me and MLD here would have to take turns uh, driving. <laughs> take a little while. Um, you, you guys would also have a security checkpoint as well. <laughs> oh, yeah. The border. The border. <laughs> possibly yeah and uh, yeah it'll take me and mld they'll be like come here uh strip search please <laughs> no no we're not drug mules i swear i swear uh <laughs> we'll take your car oh well well hey man if we take my car we'd be even more suspect <laughs> um but yeah again it's interesting this whole netflix thing uh but by the way, guys, did you see uh, Bungie 
Uh, it looks like the deal closed with uh, Sony. They're officially a part of a PlayStation uh, Game Studios, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So yeah, it's it's weird. Like they said that there's going to be uh, scrutinization and uh, investigations, but hey, that seemed to be uh, just fine for them. And uh, by contrast, you look at the Activision Blizzard thing. That's also moving along very nicely. So I think it's uh, it bodes well for for all parties right now with these big acquisitions. Mm-hmm. Well, that was a lot sooner than what I thought personally, because they announced Bungie like a week after uh, the Activision deal with Microsoft, and I don't know how many months was that? What, February, March, April, May, June. About six. About, six. about the same length as the uh, about the same length as um. Bethesda, mm-hmm. which makes sense considering they are, they're about half the, uh, financially they were about half the size of Bethesda, little, little, little less than half. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I mean, Activision's such a, well, it's like, a... It, it's magnitudes larger, like 20 magnitudes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting uh, to see how long that deal lasts. When do you guys think it's going to, like, I can't see it being like a lot. December. Of, you, you think December? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, part of me is uh, hopeful now. It's going to be November, December. Like it's, it's things moving faster than I think any of us could have ever predicted. It feels like Microsoft, they've been on top of every single step, like the whole way. Like they're like, they're like two steps ahead of every request that, that is being asked of them. So, I mean, it could be as early as November. Like it's actually seems possible now. It's no longer uh, a reach to claim that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. I do find it interesting, though. I mean, we haven't brought it up, actually. But, uh, what, a week or two ago, Blizzard acquired a studio. What was it? Proletariat, if I'm not mistaken? Yeah, they they made Spellbreak. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, we did talk about it. You, you said that, yeah, they were uh, the Warcraft uh, support studio now, right? Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. even better for us. Mm-hmm. I'm just curious, though, I mean, because with the, uh, again, Microsoft acquiring them, I'm just kind of curious uh, how that works. I, you know, that that deal just kind of came out of nowhere. Do you think Microsoft would have uh, had to greenlight that, too? No. no. Legally, they can't. But overall, though, I, I assume they would want World of Warcraft to regain some of its, its lost player accounts to, say, Final Fantasy XIV, right? So... I feel like it, it is what they would want anyway in, in the long term to, you know, make it relevant or more, more relevant again. Yeah, the the only way they'd have to they'd have to quote green light it is if it affected the actual if they expected it to affect the um share prices. So as long as Blizzard saying it doesn't affect the actual share prices or you know Activision Blizzard saying it it won't affect the uh the the share prices on Microsoft side for the purchase then it it it, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and to be honest, I had never heard of the studio before. It's a bit of a smaller one, and I, I think I've heard of Spellbreak, but I'll admit I, I, I've i never played it. I'm assuming it's an RPG, right? It is a... It was a, like, spellcrafting... Um, Battle Royale? Uh, Battle Royale. Yeah, yeah, it never took off, that's why. Oh, uh, okay. But, but it has ex-Blizzard devs, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Mm, yes, there you go. Uh, I believe it was founded by Exclusive Devs. All right, all right. Well, I mean, you know, it was just yeah. a, an interesting, uh, sorry, interesting addition. So, but 
Um, yeah, no, that'd be good for, uh, you know, Warcraft, getting some support there. Yeah, I'm curious when this Activision Blizzard deal is going to close. We should get a little bet going on here, guys. You guys are saying November, December. I mean, I would be surprised, too, if it closed around that time. The sooner, the better. And, you know, just in time for, uh, you know, next year's E3, you know, we get some, uh, you know, all the Activision and Blizzard games officially in Game Pass. So... I don't think it goes beyond March. Like that—that's my like. It—it—it it, it doesn't go beyond this time kind of thing. Um, I—I I, I think December though of this year. Yeah, I, I think also it would—it would really go a long way to bolster like 2022 for Xbox because if like what three Forza, Redfall, Starfield, I think they were all maybe initially planned for this year, but you know delays happen and they got pushed back into next year, like. This will go a long way to really elevating the brand. Like, like say the entire backlog being added onto Game Pass, that would be a huge win in a, in a, of itself. And even like tech, even though it's multi-platform, technically Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two it would be a Xbox first-party title, despite you know being multi-platform. It would certainly be like a boon for Xbox as well. So uh, they could definitely use it this year. I'd say. Mm -hmm. Do you guys think they'd have a, uh, like what they did with uh, the Zenimax studios, the Bethesda studios, do you think they'd have one of those uh, round tables, like with some of the uh, Activision Blizzard teams, like they did with yes. them? Yes, I, yeah. I think they will do that. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I, I do want to just caution people. The next Call of Duty may not hit Game Pass Day 1. What, the 2024 um, one? The 2024 one, yeah. Yeah, maybe. It has, there's marketing for it um, with PlayStation. It, it depends on the marketing agreement. We don't, like, I don't know the words of the agreement, but there is a chance that it may not, because they have co-marketing, um, it may not be able to drop on day one. Hmm. Well, um, oh, we'll see. Contracts are made to be... Uh, changed i don't know well if it, it would feel weird for that to be the case you know because like I, sure I, it also feels weird that they're buying an 80 like uh yeah they're <laughs> making that this big of a purchase like i know i i'm thinking of say outer worlds like they were not the publisher of outer worlds right no Yet, they own that, that ip though they so they can, act, they can act as a pseudo publisher they also right. had marketing for it right right um so like that that's a little different than um because like for example uh you can look at uh what are they um the uh the the Zenimax games this year that launched onto uh uh you know that were um timed exclusives they're oh, on okay. pc but they're not on pc game pass i see yeah. um it, it's not it's not a guarantee that just That's because they enough. own it, they can do anything with it. And they have to abide by some of the old things that they that are in the agreements from before they owned them, or else it can be counted as damaging other people's companies through purchases. Because Sony likely paid a lot of money to Activision Blizzard for the uh um uh the you know, those multi year, multi game advertising deals 
so they can't just uh they can't just change that or it could be viewed as like this acquisition was made to damage the competition mm -hmm. yeah that's true speaking of which do you think we'll hear about death loop soon as well coming to yes. uh, i mean that that has to be uh well it was probably what a year uh, uh so yeah it was, it, was a, right? it was a one year mm -hmm. yeah one year I, I wonder if they can talk about it before the year contract is up or it's like the first day after like well when did the game release on playstation 5 it's, last year it's usually 10 months right okay like september if i'm not mistaken middle of september so, yeah, so it's gotta be soon, like sometime soon. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if we heard something about it August, but we we shall see on that matter. I mean, yeah, I'm looking forward to that, and of course, uh, like I'm say, yeah, like I've been waiting for to play that on Xbox consoles, Death Loop, and of course Ghostwire Tokyo as well. I'm really interested in trying that out. Um, because I'm a big fan of Tango games, <laughs> but uh, Deathloop looks pretty cool too. Um, okay, guys, I think on that note, uh, we will wrap things up for tonight's show. And look, I thought we had a really good chat tonight. And to summarize, we went over uh, Ubisoft's uh, Skull and Bones. I guess the first part of their Ubisoft Forward show. The next show, I think, is in September. Uh, PlayStation's new loyalty rewards program and Microsoft and Netflix's uh, new partnership. Will it affect uh, gaming down the line? Well, uh, we'll find out, I, hopefully soon. If you enjoyed listening to us tonight, then please consider leaving a like, sharing the show out, and subbing to the channel as, you know, just to stay up to date on all things TXR. Now, with that said, why don't we go to go over to the show outros, starting off with Centurion. Buddy, I thought you had, uh, again, some really good commentary, as you usually do. Uh, where can all these fine folks find you at? Oh, gentlemen, again, uh, thank you for having a great conversation tonight. Yes, the topics were absolutely awesome. Always fun to chat gaming with you guys, interact with people in the chat. Thank you to everybody out in the chat being here. Um, as always, be sure to send a sub and a like here for the show. Invader is a hardworking guy. Let's support him. Also, for those in interested in wanting to find me, you can find me at Centurion1307 on YouTube, Xbox Live, and, of course, Twitter. And you can also find me here every Saturday night right here on TXR. And you can also find me on Gaming Beyond the Box. Um, I know we should be starting that up here real quick in the next few weeks, um, every Wednesday night. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. You and uh, Wilmy and the rest of the crew, uh, you know, always a great chat on Gaming Beyond the Box. So looking forward to that uh, starting back up again. Uh, let's see, down the list here, Crusader Buddy. Hey, great chat tonight. Where can everybody find you? Yeah, you can find me at Crusader3456 on basically every platform. Um, it was a very, very good talk tonight. Uh, lots of good discussions. Um, yeah, you know, you can see my bad takes everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, we all got bad takes. Uh, so don't worry. We're, all of our bad takes are all across YouTube. Not just you, man. <laughs> but uh, no, always, always great to have a discussion with you, Crusader. Uh you're a great mind to pick on all gaming matters. 
All right, moving on down the list here. Eric Shockley, buddy, again, hey, good chat, some solid points. Uh, where can everybody find you? Yeah, as always, you can find me at Shocknero on Twitter, Easy Shock on Xbox Live. But yeah, about to see uh, how much of a train wreck this uh, Resident Evil show is that everybody's been talking about. Oh, oh man. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Just because I've been seeing like critics say, like, oh, it's like a 9 out of 10 or whatever. And then I've seen. Some people just say it's the worst. It's like the worst out of every all the Resident Evil uh, adaptations. Uh, <laughs> so I'm a, just like, hmm, I wonder where I fall. <laughs> if, if that's a nine out of ten, oh, I don't know, man. Like I've seen some clips and, uh, like I haven't watched it all the way through, but those clips, it's, uh, I don't know, it makes is me it very just because wary. Because of horrible acting, or is it because of them not sticking with the lore? Well, um, it's I guess it's set 14 years like after, and they said everything that happened, like even Village, is in their, because it's in, set in like 2036. So they're saying like all of that happened. So if you think 2021 Village, so they're saying all of that's happened. So this is like 14 years in the future. So that way, I guess they can take more liberties because it's like they're not adapting an already told story. Yeah, in a sense. Yeah, the way they they can just offhand say things that happened like all those years ago, and we're like, oh, hey, well, I know about that. I played that in the game. Like, no, that, that that's not enough. Like, that's just yeah, yeah. That's that's it, not how you do it. I kind of like that adaption in a sense, like the first Resident Evil movie, like that one I liked. But then, because I was like, cool, they're just gonna do their own thing. But when they came with all of the other movies after it, and they're like, nope, we're just gonna throw Jill in here just for for whatever reason and just nothing made sense and i was like now it's trash <laughs> you had something and it wasn't like amazing but it was decent but now when you're just throwing in jill's just here but no backstory she wasn't at the mansion like you know just randomness so that kind of stuff is kind of that's where people get really pissed off especially with that last movie that just came out people were just like you totally butchered leon <laughs> But at least they can, I guess they can try to do something here. We'll see. It could still be crap. <laughs> yeah, stick to the CG movies. So those are, those ones are actually good. Yeah. Yeah. For well, the most part. One thing I, I did like about the, at least the first couple of Resident Evil movies is that they were uh, shot in our area MLD. Well, I guess more my area, but uh, you know, it just, there were some points where I'm like, oh, that graveyard. Oh, I, I know where that is. That's right by me. Or, you know, or uh, when she's going down like Nathan Phillips Square or something, it's like, oh, yeah, I know that, too. So there's a few different things out that I could point out in the movie that I'm like, oh, OK, there's some local stuff. Yeah, right, they lost right. me in that second movie when uh, Mike Epps says GTA motherfucker and runs over the zombie. I'm like, OK, this is oh, yeah, this is too cringe. <laughs> No, no, no. And I, I agree. There is some cringe stuff. I, I'm not disagreeing, but I was just like, oh, you know, I could point out some stuff where I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm right by that. Yeah. That's kind of cool, but I know what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> uh, actually, speaking of MLD, buddy, on to you next. Uh, really good points tonight. Uh, you know, you're a great mind to pick on all these gaming matters. Uh, where can everybody follow you at? Thank you, thank you. You guys can follow me at MLD Ghost on Twitter. Gamer tag is Ghost MLD. Catch me playing this and that. And uh, yeah, looking forward to the next week's chat with you guys. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Now let's see. Is Tim awake yet? Tim, you there, pal? Hmm. Guess not. 
sleeping. Yeah, he's, yeah, it's possible he could have fallen asleep. I don't know. Uh, everybody, after the uh, after the show's ended, please, uh, you know, send uh, send Timmy a little nudge. That'd be a good idea. <laughs> Give him a little message on Twitter. Um, but yeah, guys, uh, to round out the the group, you can find my content on YouTube at Invader Gaming. Also, you can interact with me on Twitter at Invader underscore one nine eight six. Well, you know, we got to get out of here, but again, we cannot wait to talk to you about all things Xbox and other gaming-related news on the next one. See you later, fellas. It's been great.